You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather around, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. And I'm Sean McGuire. I'm here with Tim Kennedy. <laughs> I li- I do I'm, trying li- to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to give it right back to you. I do like... I want to feel, more, feel more, like a, more, more of an equal partner. I do like it when you introduce yourself, but it's such a habit for me now to do that. To just say, and I'm here with Sean. So maybe I should just hey. stop. <laughs> like a lot of podcasts. Hi. <laughs> uh, we're, not, sh- we're not naming names. No, I, uh, but I. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> How <laughs> you doing? How you doing? <laughs> um, Sean, did you hear that they're talking about making daylight saving time permanent again? I guess it happened. Again. That was the thing? Katie brought it up that we did it for eight months back in 1973. Okay, she was not alive. I'm just saying. She I don't was know how alive. She remembered. In 73? Yeah, she was like a year old. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, but no, it's not that she remembers it. She okay. read it somewhere and that it was a failed. It's not like the metric system, which I actually do remember when they tried to teach us the metric, metric system. And as a nation, we failed. Right. Right. <laughs> F. No, she was, uh, yeah, just reading like commentary because they're talking about doing it again. So it'd be full time and it, it lasted eight months. It would, well,. That was like an oil crisis they, back then. That's probably why yes, they did it. it. I think it was due to the energy crisis uh, back then. But they're talking about doing it again now and just making it because, all year round. Because it messes with people's sleep patterns. I Maybe. That is why. That's one of the major reasons why they're talking about doing it. And they think that this is the reason why Americans are so fat. I'm, that last part is probably not fully true. Say, not but there is a connection. There is a connection. Yeah, there could to be To sleep and, and yep. weight gain. Yep. Well, the reason, or one of the reasons I brought it up is I, it, when I first read about it, it kind of struck me as like, we, we will just be living a lie all the time. Like, it's not really <laughs> It does time. seem like, like, why would we do that instead of actually just keeping things the same and having the time be the regular time? And if that means that you have to get up at a different time, then get up at a different time. Yeah. Like, why are we faking the entire thing right to live in this alternate reality i i don't this is the thing that my my brain is good at many things but one of the things it's not good at is the are we moving it ahead are we moving it back what does that mean does that mean that we are um uh on standard time versus well does that mean that we have if it goes to daylight savings time do we have to wake up an hour earlier like that's Whatever that part of your brain is, mm-hmm. that's not my strong suit. Oh, I'm really good at that. So, so you and I, yeah, we're like Jack Spratt. There you go. All right. Well, we have a bunch more. Rookie... Sorry to tell you that my wife is also pretty good at that, though. So, okay. So she brings a couple of things. So, so Angie and I wouldn't. Pair you would not. Well. You would not pair well. Okay. No, when for it, sure. When it comes to daylight saving time, anyway. <laughs> Uh, we have a what? bunch right. more rookie running backs to talk about today to profile. 
Uh, let's jump right in, Sean. We've got yeah. a lot of guys to talk about. Yes. We mentioned Isaiah Spiller on the last episode. He will be 21 this NFL season, played for Texas A&M, six feet tall, 217 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned last episode that I thought he was, was pretty good. I had started my film work. Mm-hmm. I was starting to get excited about him. Um, I ended up not as excited the, the more film I watched. Okay. Uh, I, I do think he, I share that opinion. Okay. Uh, well, let, let's see if we share what we saw here, the, the reasons we landed. You want to start? You want to share, share, start? Uh, I, I'll just start. Okay, you go. Um, what, do you, what do you see that you like? Things that I saw that I liked were I thought he had good vision, saw good lateral movement. I thought he had elite change of direction. He can make guys miss. He's a good receiver, and he's fast enough to gain the edge. The things I thought he was missing were power, burst, and he can just get blown up in the backfield sometimes. If things break down, I feel like he doesn't have the ability to create. Uh, he just kind of crumples in the backfield. So, so I saw. I see what you're saying here, and and I. That's oftentimes the the um, the thing that goes with like you know we talked about patience and whether patience is a good thing and how Walker was so patient and uh, uh, some of these other guys were patient. Um, Actually, it wasn't Walker, but whatever. The 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 thing I see here, um, it was, uh, Brees Hall, it was right? Brees Hall, he was yeah. patient, patient guy. So, um, I saw. I, I, I think you and I basically are in agreement here. Um, I, he's really good at reading his blocks. So, um, I saw that he had quite poor contact balance, which is a thing that I think is actually in the NFL is quite important it's a big deal yeah it's a big deal because you're going to get hit right you're going to get hit and uh, i saw that he was consistently tackled by the first guy and the thing that really bothered me about him and we'll 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 circle back to this later with a different guy but like even if a guy got like one paw on him you know using like the bear paw thing right someone someone gets him in the shoulder pad it would significantly slow him down. Mm. It might actually derail what he was planning on doing completely, and he might fall over. He, I, I did not see a lot of power, and um, uh, you know, I think that that I call it lone paw disease. Like he, he's running through a hole. It looks great. Somebody reaches out a paw, clips a shoulder uh, shoulder pad, and down he goes. And you, can, you should trademark that, I think, Sean. Lone paw disease. Lone paw disease, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's got good speed. We, he didn't run the 40, so we don't know. But to my eyes say that he's fast. Um, uh, I did see he, when I looked at two 2020 film versus 2021 film, his burst and elusiveness improved. Hmm. So when I, when I watched the 2020 film, I was like, whoa. This guy I'm not interested in, and then and then 2021 I started saying, okay, no, 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 he's he's elevated his game a little bit. So it's interesting you say that. I was looking at his stats, and he's been remarkably consistent throughout his college career. Sure, like, like every year he's right around a thousand rushing yards, two hundred receiving yards, and nine touchdowns. Consider the last, the 2020 he's playing with Kellen Mond though, and I think that there's he probably had an easier path to success there than he did this past year so um it's just a theory right i didn't think he he i thought his hands were mediocre 
I thought he was a meh blocker, meh in that word. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, most people will have him one, two, three in this draft. I don't think he's the third running back in the okay. draft. I think he is not in the same class as Hall or Walker. Those two are heads and shoulders above the rest. He, for me, fits into the next tier, and we'll talk about a bunch of those guys in the next tier. And he's not at the top of that tier for you. He's Probably. not. Okay. And, and it, it's not. He might be. Like it's going to be very landing spot dependent. Like I'm not sure. saying I would never. I can't see imagine a scenario where I would f- draft him ahead of of uh, Walker or Hall. Those two are one two in that order, and I don't see any way around that. I do think that Spiller could be three, but I kind of feel uh, about him like I did with Najee Harris last year, where I, I you know if he gets a great opportunity, and Najee Harris got a great opportunity, you you go there, but. I didn't um there's there's I the not not breaking talk tackles and I didn't think that in tight spaces he was very elusive. I, I really a lot of these people are gonna talk about later, I like their film better. And the only thing that makes him go into that conversation honestly is like I presume that maybe I'm missing something here. Which I, you know, I sometimes do. I just, I, I was not excited about Isaiah Spiller. Yep, I, I'm not either. I, I think he's probably a decent prospect, maybe one of the best in this class. But that might he's be young. In, in the fact that he grew, I thought he developed. To me, means that maybe there's more growth that he can do. Sure. But I'd rather take the guy that's already looks better. Sure. Yeah, I certainly didn't see a superstar on tape when I looked at it. Ready to move on? I am. Okay, let's move. We're gonna, on. we're gonna have to be at a pretty quick yep. pace here we'll, we'll keep clipping along here Rashad White is the next back we're going to talk about 23 years old he played for Arizona State last year uh, he transferred from that football powerhouse Mount San Antonio College uh, in 2020 yeah uh, he uh, he's six feet tall 214 pounds he's a guy I liked at the uh, senior bowl Sean I was kind of did and Kind of rooting for him at the and combine. I, I, actually, I went back and rewatched the uh, Senior Bowl, um, a lot of the plays of the Senior Bowl. Now that I've spent more time with these people, wa- wanting to kind of say, okay, so what, what did I see and what didn't I see? And um, you know, he he stood out, I thought, in the game. And and actually, so he's a guy. I, I a lot of people are, are pick, picking him to be like a day three guy. I I I feel like he might move up. I don't. I, I don't I don't know. I'm not clued into NFL GMs. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a day two pick, honestly. Yeah, I I, I just I liked a lot of things that I saw. I he's a home run hitter. Um and um he he's got like a really nice jump cut. He's got enough speed that he can he can uh, house house uh long runs. I think he's I think he's got really, really nice hands. He does. Um, yep. He he catches really well. And he he um uh he he can run routes that are beyond just kind of like, you know, your wheel routes and, and, and stuff like that. He he does a little bit more. Um I think that he has I, I put down elite burst. Um uh he I think is a little creative. Like he he's tried to 
to hurdle some guys um, successfully, yep. maybe less successfully. But it, it, when a guy does that, I, I saw a hurdle or two as yeah, well. Yeah, I feel like he, I feel like though I don't know how effective. It's rarely like you rarely hurdle a guy and just keep on going. Like you know, I think it was a Najee Harris did that last year in like the national championship game or something like that. You see that kind of thing occasionally. I don't know that it's a winning move all the time, but when sure. somebody's able to do that, to me, it speaks a little bit about athleticism athleticism and just like the oh that came into his head he thought of that at that moment which means that he's maybe thinking a little bit ahead thinking a little bit faster it's a, it's a, it's almost like a um it, it's like a proxy for something else you know um like a gamer or 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 you don't see it necessarily as a gamer like going for it but processing like I thinking feel, ahead yeah gotcha. it's a, a processing thing yeah you I, mentioned his birth shot he's he is in the 87th percentile for his see, birth score i didn't even look at that i just was looking at the film see yep. um i see him as a poor man's kenneth walker I, he's not kenneth walker you know you, i you love a, kenneth walker. i love kenneth walker i think he is he can do a lot of the same things and has a lot of the similar game um he's not so uh so i love his hands he can he can make guys miss in the hole. Uh, if he goes to a, like a team that plays a lot of zone, I think he'll be great there. Uh, I put down here he's not the twitchiest, but he's six feet tall. So what do you expect out of a guy who's six feet tall? Mm -hmm. So I think he might be my RB3. It's, it's really interesting to me because you like Kenneth Walker so much more than I do. Right. And I feel like you like Rashad White more than I do. And, really? And, yeah, and if you see them as similar types of players, mm. I wonder if you if it's just you have a type. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like brunettes or blondes or maybe. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe you know, I like guys that 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 don't spend a lot of time dancing around. Mm -hmm. If you see the game faster and you play faster, like that means something to me. So. And his speed metrics, like his speed score and burst score, those he's he's got really good numbers when mm -hmm. it comes. He's a fast player, like you said. That my concern with him, I agree with you. He's he's got game breaking ability. He'll really flash, like he'll break, you know, he'll hurdle somebody mm -hmm. or he'll do a spin. I saw a spin move versus UCLA, and it led to this to a long touchdown. He's not the spinniest of the guys we've seen, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get back to that foreshadowing. Right. Um, I did think, I don't know if you mentioned this, Sean, but I thought he had good vision as well. Um, but I, the part of it for me that I feel like I might not love is he has these splash plays, but then the other plays, which is probably typical, not you can't splash every play, but I feel like he either splashes or it isn't super productive. It's It's not like those, I mean... Yeah, I'm going to extremes here. Everybody has their middle middle length runs, but right. it just felt like there were there was more kind of hit or miss with him. It wasn't real consistent in terms of productive plays. So I think about him as a three down back. Like I, I think he can catch the ball and catches the ball well. I know that he had. I think you and I both saw that he had kind of a bad drop against Colorado. Um, yeah, that was that to me was it was like alligator army, but it, it was also a little bit like he had a safety flying at him. He and did. how many running backs are you even having a conversation about them flying downfield with the free safety coming to to lay him out like that? The very fact that he was in that situation was impressive to me. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, 
I also thought that was funny. I don't know if you saw this. This was uh, in the UCLA, UCLA game. I don't know if you watched that one. I did not. But so they had a run pass. We don't option. always watch the same games. No, we no. don't. Um, there was a run pass option play. Mm-hmm. So the, the quarterback put it in his belly, and then it looked like he was trying to take it back out, and uh, White was just wouldn't let go of the ball. Like, That's my ball. <laughs> <laughs> so the two of them kind of ran down the field. Together? Just, yeah, connected together for a way. It was well, really the, funny. The secret design of that play was, so if you whoever you tackled, the other guy was going to take off with the ball. It's a... No, yeah, I'm just kidding. it's a not oft used approach, but <laughs> it's a very odd approach. You so, should go check that game out, though. It was pretty right, funny to right, see well, that. I, I mean, I do kind of feel like maybe I've watched enough, but yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah, that, but I like a good funny play. So you like him maybe good enough, uh, well enough to put him in your top three. I, I just thought he um, he doesn't do anything special consistently. Was was my conclusion note? He flashes here and there. Um, so I kind of boy he he had a lot of long runs though that were just speed plays that you know he gets I mean a lot of these guys had this but he had just the ability where he would get if if you don't get him early like he might just go and he can he you know if he's got a, ta- a ta- tackler like a free safety coming down or to try to make a tackle he was a good chance that he was going to miss that tackle so I like that okay. Well, I will. I wanted to like him. Um, I actually, this was the guy, I will go back and watch a little more tape because I did want to like him and I walked away not liking him as much. So I'll, I'll go back and take a look. I'll watch some more tape. Maybe I just watched bad games for him. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. It said I didn't watch it. We both watched the Colorado game. I, you know, uh, you, you can look at my notes. You'll see what if the games that I watched that you didn't watch, if you see anything you want to see, then watch that game. All right, on to Zamir White. Played for Georgia. He's 22 years old, six feet tall, 214 Man, pounds. I remember last year how like every running back was like five foot nine. And yeah, these like are, this year we've got big backs. Big, big backs. Year. Big backs. Yep. They're all, or most of them are right around six feet tall, a little over 200. Yeah, yeah. they're big guys. Um, what'd you think about uh, Zamir, Zamir White? So he was a guy that I, um, I, really thought I was going to like a lot and I started watching and I did like him a whole lot. Um, ultimately, um, I wasn't sure I have him down a little bit. I have him down a little bit. I, I still have him down as landing spot dependent here. I, I'm not so sure how effective of a pass catcher he's going to be. Um, he seems very aggressive, very powerful. He's always moving forward. These are some good things. Seems kind of stiff in the hips. Um, mm-hmm. So he was, I, I put it on twitchy and shifty, but like not na- in a natural way, you okay. know. Um, uh, some plays he seemed to be, um, he seemed to be fairly decisive. Sometimes he's picking through, um, I say picking through, like he's just kind of following blocks and kind of like taking his time a little bit. Yeah, and that's then, exactly what I saw too. He kind of, I noted that he weaves his way through. Yeah. And he's not, I didn't feel like I did with, with Brees Hall where there's, he's just too stationary. Like I felt like he's still moving forward all the time. Um, there's I, just no like 
plant your foot and go. There's no like poof, not 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 as much as as, as I would like uh, to see. Um, I will say he was very cons- his contact balance was good. He was very consistent in pushing the pile when you know he'd get a guy or two or three on him. Like he kept on moving forward, and and I think that that's good. Yeah, I thought he was a good tackle breaker. I liked I like him in his own blocking scheme as well. Um, he reminds me of like a lot of. Um, like a lot of Georgia backs, like, and I was trying to think of how would I compare him, but he reminds me a little more. He's got more Sony Michelle to him than Nick Chubb. Mm. Like Chubb's more powerful. He's not in that level, right? And so, well, I kind of feel like there's a chance that he's going to end up being just kind of a guy, which is kind of what Sony has turned out to be. He's been, you know, he could be helpful for an NFL team. Do I see him lighting? the fantasy world on fire, like eh, the right opportunity, but I, 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 he wasn't, he didn't catch my eye as much as, as uh white or spiller, to be honest with you. So I have him kind of down. In Rash- the Rashad tier. white. Yeah. He's sorry, also white. white. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. But so, no, I agree with you. I didn't. And also uh, we're talking about James cook, the other Georgia back next. And, mm-hmm. um, I just a spoiler alert. I liked Cook better than than Zamir White. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I actually have uh, Zamir White one spot ahead of Cook today, but that's because I want to see like where Cook lands. Should we could just switch over to Cook right now, honestly, because because to me, well, I had a I had a, it. It also depends on your how you score your scoring system in your league. I think if you're in a PPR okay. league, I think. Cook might jump several people. Yeah. Full point. One I one thing I did want to say about Zamir White before we move on, I I did see him miss some pass blocks that led yes. to sacks. Yes. And that always kind of scares me a little bit too. Yeah. I think that really is a thing that NFL teams no, and are it, concerned it, it about. It can prevent you from getting playing time. If you're right. if you're in a share potentially a share time situation and the other person is pass blocking and you're not and by the way, you're not necessarily a great receiver either. So you're just not going to be on. That's why it feels like he's Sonny Michelle to me. You're mm-hmm. just not going to be on the field for third down. And I think that that is kind of where he's at. Heavy. Yeah. I said he reminds me of a locomotive. So like he'll, he'll, it takes him a while to get going, but he'll get from point A to point B following, following a predetermined path. He'll follow it's very, the very hard to tackle a locomotive. <laughs> Well, In fact, I would say it's impossible. That that part of it that we'll have to suspend uh, reality. Some okay, but uh, yeah, so, yeah, not literally. It's a it's a. It felt like it took him it took him a lot to get going, and he just kind of followed the play that was called, and like just wasn't really interested in in moving away from that. He just kind of stayed on the tracks. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, all right. Not terribly creative. Yes, okay. that's that's what I saw. And you know what? And, and that that works sometimes, you know. And um, it sometimes I think you, you need to have a little more to your game. So that's you know, it depends what kind of offense you're in. I mean, there's a lot of guys in the NFL that do just fine that are not special, creative guys. And <clears throat> David Montgomery, and you uh, and you can be productive even without a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. All right, on to his teammate James Cook. Also out of Georgia, 22 years old, 5'11", 199 pounds. Mm. And I was more excited about him. He We're, was the receiving Are we back. a little biased here in Minnesota? 
Because because of the cook name. Yeah, well, that's just the name. It's his actual brother. <laughs> oh, but, that's yeah. right. Well, maybe I I uh, I try I try not to let that seep into my my evaluation. I know you're really um, affected by that sort of thing. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, so <laughs> so much. Um, I I thought the whole thing. I, I just the thing about whether he was going to be faster than his brother or not and the, the live tweeting that Dalvin did, that that was one thing that made the combine entertaining for me. They didn't hand out medals. I would have liked them to hand out underwear Olympics medals. But uh, but I still think, you know, a little some of that stuff is good. I like it when I, I like when the other guys in the league are kind of reacting to it because it, it's a shared experience. We don't yeah. have a lot of those shared experiences That's since right. we got more than three networks. When we were growing, growing up, there was... Everybody watched whatever the heck was on TV the previous night. Now we don't have that. I know. I do miss it. That's one of the things I do like about sports. Live yeah, I sports. think you said that. Yeah. yeah. It's something you share with the, most of the people in Minnesota, or at least a decent number of them are watching the Vikings on Sunday. Yep. I used to work in a restaurant, and Sunday afternoon, there was nobody in there because everybody was watching the Vikings. Uh, I worked in a restaurant, and we had a lot of people because we had a big screen TV oh, well, there you go. at the Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, nice. <laughs> It's the adult adult room. People go to watch the game. All right. Well, for uh, for James Cook, some things I liked about him. I he looked like a natural receiver to me. He made a really nice over the shoulder catch on a long throw uh, versus Michigan uh, last year. First of all, just the fact that he was out there running that route, and then he just looked really like a natural receiver. Like I said, making that catch. There was another time the. The play went off schedule, and the quarterback was scrambling, and he motioned to Cook and, right. to get him open, and Cook did it and caught the pass. Again, just I thought he was impressive in that in that mode of the game. He looks, to me, more athletic and more explosive than his teammate, Zamir White. Uh, he hits the holes at full speed. It's like he grabs the ball and he goes. And I thought he had good vision to go along with that. So he was still finding the creases and the openings, even though he was moving at full speed when he got the ball. Uh, the only negative note I took is I didn't feel like he had a lot of wiggle. Mm. Um, I don't know if you feel the same, I, uh, but we'll, I'll, we'll hear from you. Actually, why don't you just take it from there, Sean? Okay, so here's the thing. So I, I feel like you're underselling the receiving part because I don't really think that he's, oh, he's got a good receiver. He is a special player. I think, um, as a receiver, um, I'm going to throw out a name. He's the one running back that I've seen in the last uh, five years that I would say reminds me of Christian McCaffrey. I think he's got the potential to be a special player if used in that way. You heard it here first, the next Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> and you don't have him at number one, Sean? Well... So we don't know how he's going to be used. And that's why I said, I literally just said, I, he, I have him below here, depending on what the plan is for him in the future. He's got to put on weight. He's got to put on weight. He, he, you've said he finds these creases. He does. But when he does run into something, he stops. Right? So he's not, and you, not everybody needs to be, you know, a 220-pound sledgehammer. That doesn't, you know, you don't need to have that, out of every running back, you can be successful other ways. But I think he needs to be five to 10 pounds heavier. And I don't know. I mean, his brother is heavier in theory. They're different people, but maybe he can put that weight on. He looks like he can put on a little weight, but 
he I thought he actually got bigger. So when I was watching his 2020 film and then I watched his 2021 film, I think we were watching maybe 190 to 100, and, you know, low 190 pound running back in 2020. I don't know. I didn't actually look up the media guide to see mm-hmm. what. The, not that I would trust that anyway, but he looked bigger in 2021 than he did in 2020. Um, I did see him as elusive. So you were saying he didn't have a lot of wiggle. I guess I don't know. Maybe I use different words. Um, yeah, I, when I say wiggle, I did. I think it's when you talk about um, that close area elusiveness. Mm-hmm. Maybe like making somebody miss in, in a, a phone booth. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think that's. So I don't know if you saw that. I think no. I I agree. I I will say so. So things okay. So he. In the 2020 film, he, to me, ran like a scat back. I just did not see him as potentially a three-down back. Um, and then I started seeing, okay, as a receiving weapon, he's special. Um, and I would note, like, he cannot be covered by a linebacker. So he's going to change defenses just by him being out there. That's why I think there's a potential that if put in the right offense, he can really be featured and mm-hmm. move him around the formation, forcing defenses to cover him with a, with a D-back. Um, I think that that is the kind of thing that they can um, they can scheme up for him. Um, and I, I think you're right, Sean. I, in my conclusion here, I did right. I think he has special receiving ability right. and is a playmaker playing at the highest level. So... I absolutely agree with you. I think he is a special receiver. So his worst, his floor is J.D. McKissick. Mm-hmm. His, that's his floor. His mm-hmm. floor is he is a receiving back that that just gets used in that role. Um, but I actually think that he has, if he can put on a little weight, he's got the ability to kind of transition it. And that's why... He's a guy that I think has really sneaky upside. So I I like him. Yeah, me um, too. I like him a lot. That's why I like him. And uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. The next guy we're talking about is Jerome Ford. He'll be 23 this NFL season, played for Cincinnati. A bit older, fewer a, years. A little bit. But like you said, you that doesn't really scare you off. I mean. Not in a side of cap league. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, he's 5'11", 210 pounds, so another big back. And uh, I don't know. Like, what, you want me to take this guy first, Sean? I, I can start. So okay. um, the things I saw um, and I watched, uh, I think it was all um, Cincinnati film. I know he was in Alabama a little bit a couple years before and he got buried. Um, the big things I saw with him is I thought, he just seemed he seemed to be kind of I wasn't super excited about him because he just seemed to be kind of like a big strong guy uh didn't have tremendous um vision I did think he had very good if not special contact balance um I she thought he had pretty nice hands um he seemed to be a, a size to speed ratio kind of guy um yeah i thought not creative um speed yeah. and and catching the ball are both strengths for me for him yeah so i mean like i could see him being uh i, I thought that he was patient as a runner as well but not like too patient 
Um, so I feel like he's a guy that can kind of just kind of keep moving with with good blocking and uh, bounce off of of uh, tackles because of his contact balance. I thought he had pretty good power too. Like when you needed a yard for a first down or or you were yes. at the goal line, I felt like he. And he'd keep his legs Got moving. Yeah. So if he needed, yeah. No, I, I, there's a lot of these guys that to me had pretty good power, especially compared to the guys we watched last year. So I, I do think that he, he's just, to me, seems very much in the mold of a, of a power back and, and is probably never going to, 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 uh, really frighten defenses, you mm-hmm. know, with, the, with game breaking ability, but he, he could be, Somebody who kind of consistently is productive can play in three different three downs, and uh, so I like him. But he feels a bit like an NFL backup. Yep, yep. I I may the negatives for me with him were just nothing was really special. I didn't nothing I saw made me sit up and go. Ooh. The only the only thing for me was the contact balance. I thought was I thought there was there was some some plays where I thought okay no he's he's able to sustain pretty substantial hits and keep going and, and keep that energy moving in the right direction. Um, and, uh, so I, 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 that can't be your only part of your game. Right. But, but I do think that that is something that to me stood out. Yeah. I think, uh, Ford's, his production was product of, he got, he basically owned the backfield last year. Yeah. Um, and so the product and the, team, was... and the team did well, obviously. Right. So, he, so it was the, the product the play, of volume on a good the player team. that he reminded me of, and this is just stylistically a lesser Derrick Henry, big guy, pretty fast, doesn't move. Derrick Henry moves pretty well for his size, but that's not really what his game is. He just has a, he's lesser at everything mm-hmm. than that. And I think the difference in, size and and speed um will make the difference between a 2000 yard rusher and a guy who probably is going to end up being an NFL backup but the yeah. style wise to me seemed similar in that Derrick Henry's not the most um mobile guy out there um although I think you know and Henry's hands have gotten better but it, that that's I think, yeah, I think I've said what I, I'm going to start repeating myself here. And I think that that's the main thing is, is the style is, is something you can do. You can win with in the NFL. I just don't know that if he has the, the athleticism to actually make that work. I agree. On to Pierre Strong, 23 years old, played for South Dakota State. 5'11", 207 pounds. These guys are all the same Touchdown, size. Touchdown Jackrabbits. Touchdown Jackrabbits. Um, this guy weighs a little less, but yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, for positives for him, I saw... <laughs> start, start with the positives. I always, always start with the positives. Okay. No, he, uh, I, I thought he had good speed. I thought he used his blocks well. Like he read blocks and cut off them well. He seemed comfortable catching the ball. Um just as this is just a neutral note, but he played a fair amount of wildcat at uh, South Dakota state. Um, some negatives I, I saw on a particular play that he went out for a pass and the, the quarterback threw it to him and he just 
it was an incomplete pass just because he stepped out of bounds yeah. as he caught it. It was like he had no, and there wasn't really anybody on No, him. It, it was it was a weird, I saw that too. It was a weird, there's not a whole lot of South Dakota State film to watch, so I'm sure you and I watched some, uh, some of the same stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was like, it was like a, if he was just, had been minimally aware it's a reception. Yeah. Um, I felt like any big play he had, he just was not touched. There was no lone paw placed on him. So a big play was just because he was able to run through free. And I, he was a terrible pass blocker. Oh gosh. Like bad. Yeah. Like he, so he, he made the list because he ran a four, three, seven at, you know, at his weight, which puts him, in the elite for a speed score. So I'm like, well, let's just see what this yeah, guy looks 95th like. 95th percentile. And he's the kind of guy score. that is, you might think, well, you might get a sleeper here at South Dakota state. So some of these guys we throw out there, they get thrown on the list. Cause I just want to see what they can do. Right. Um, and I'm not that excited about him. There's a reason why he's not playing while he's playing for the Jackrabbits. So, uh, what I saw, the number one thing was he was tackled by one guy repeatedly it was like pretty much the first guy to him tackled him and uh the one exception is if he knew he was going to have to juke a guy like the play with play design was such that you know you're, he's going to get to the edge and there's gonna, there's going to be a linebacker there and you got to set him up and he could juke that guy but if somebody surprised him there's zero chance he would just crumple right and it was like what oh, oh, what am I, down Right, so uh, I saw him as indecisive. Um, he ha- obviously has straight line speed. I, I just don't think it's going to translate to the NFL. Um, and I think ultimately, like this is, a, I think this is a, a late day three guy that some some team tries to stash him on a, on a developmental squad. If he's more than that, I'll be surprised. Will you eat a frog? Another nope. frog? Nope. No, nope, okay. I'm ready. I'm full of frogs. You're full of frogs. All on right. my, on my, uh, I don't know what you call it. My, it's not like a bucket list because I really don't want to eat a frog. I'm just saying, is it's <laughs> whatever it is. I, I can't. There's only if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do one. I'm not going to do them all. Got it. Yeah, I'm also uh, off of Pierre Strong. I don't, I don't see a, eh. a guy that I'm there's excited lot, about. There are guys here that are also lesser known guys that I, I would way rather gamble on than a 23 year old. Mediocre athlete from mm-hmm. St. Cloud State that can't break a tackle. South Dakota State. What did I say? St. Cloud. <laughs> People are like, what, what is it? What, what's a St. Cloud? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, speaking of guys that I like better, Kevin mm-hmm. Harris oh, is yeah. our next one. Yeah. T- 21 years old, played for South Carolina, uh, 5'10, 221 pounds. Big boy. Yeah. It's like a bowling ball. But I am um... a ball like he is a like a muscle hamster. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but I liked his tape. I saw a good burst. I saw a natural receiver. He also had nice power at the goal line, and when you needed a one yard for first down, he was a guy. I started watching for this, Sean. You you brought up. Um, I think it was Walker that subtly moves and mm-hmm. makes guys miss, and I saw that. Uh, out of Harris as well, that some of his moves were just subtle, but they still were effective. He had good contact balance, bro, so ended up breaking tackles. 
I saw him as not being flashy, but always gaining yardage. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I watched the LSU game from 2020, he broke off a couple of nice runs. I was wondering about his speed, um, but I really wasn't concerned about it after watching those runs. Mm -mm. Um, So as a guy I liked, he, you know, probably like a lot of college running backs, he was not a great pass blocker yet. I wouldn't call him a bad pass blocker, but that was the one thing I wasn't, really excited about for him he doesn't he doesn't have special elusiveness either but i feel like you think so okay it's special i i think he's shifty and he and he breaks tackles and so he's effective i i didn't think he had special elusiveness but okay so i'll I'll hear i'll hear you out this is a tale of two cities for me right Mm -hmm. so i do do these things in chronological order um usually there are times i don't but this time i did and uh, first of all, I, this is a thing I have to tell you because I was just reading up on him afterwards. I ended up watching ridiculously too much you know, football and uh, on Harris. But Is it because you liked him so much? It was. It was. And uh, so I, I was amused when I was done. Uh, I, had, I had taken my notes, and I, my notes said something like, not not a great receiver, right? NFL.com's uh, uh, little profile is catches the football like it's made of lava. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, ah, that's a turn of phrase right there. That is exactly what I meant to say, but uh, but much much better. Um, so uh, and occasionally, you know, I'll have a turn of phrase that is interesting, but I I definitely felt like he's not. A great receiver. Okay, I disagree, but okay, a hit. He had some. He had it was inconsistent, is what I would say. He had some plays where, but he didn't look terribly natural as far as I was concerned. So remember, I this the the paw, the lone paw syndrome. Okay, mm-hmm. so what happens here is when he gets the paw, uh, it's a it's, it's it becomes part of his spin move. And I noticed consistently in his 2020 games that I watched, three of them, I think, four of them maybe, uh, one, he would lose his shoes invariably. He lost his shoes a couple times. <laughs> uh, and two, uh, it, it, it was regularly spinning out of a contact. His contact balance is very good. And a lot of that is like he's, you know, someone gets gives him something like that, by, if someone gives you a paw to the shoulder, right, you can try to rip through that or you can go with it. I'm, I'm gesturing. You can't really watch But if you're going with it, your body's going to twist, and then he keeps that twist going and keeps going forward on a spin, right? And not everybody can do that, but he's got the agility to do that, and I really thought that was interesting. He wasn't great when, in terms of stopping and starting. So if he stopped, he was probably going to be stopped. He was. He, he wasn't... He wasn't. He wasn't one of these guys that can stop and then go and stop mm-hmm. and then go. Um, uh, so the uh, then twenty twenty one comes around, and I felt like I was watching a different back. And the reason is, uh, he had back surgery. So I actually did a little. Look, I, I was like, "What am I? Whoa! What am I seeing? Why? Why is his numbers? He's dominating the backfield in terms of carries in twenty twenty. All of a sudden, twenty twenty one. To, uh, his he's sharing the backfield with Zaquandre uh, White, I think. Uh, Zaka- yeah, Zaquandre White. Yeah, and and 
I'm watching him and he doesn't look the same. Um, the, uh, a big part of it is some of it is like, I don't think he, to me, he didn't feel good. And the reason why I say that is because he, the paw would come out and he wasn't spinning anymore. Mm. So it's a little sad. It's like, Oh, he used to spin and now he doesn't spin anymore. Um, it, it, but I will say like his, uh, the last game of the year, I think was a bowl game against North Carolina and, and it was, he was back. He absolutely destroyed them. Um, so I'm a little optimistic about that odd, weird thing about him. Like he's a very like violent runner. And I say that as a good thing. He's got a lot of power, great contact balance. Um, oddly he is a power runner. He has the worst stiff arm I've ever seen. Like he just misses the helmet or it, it, it was just like, someone just needs to teach the guy how to do a stiff arm. I, I'm not saying I know how to do it. I'm just saying it, that's a Somebody. major part of it. Yeah. Stiff arm camp. You should get, get Derrick Henry out there to teach how to do a mm. stiff arm. Because he has all the other components of that game. And for some reason, I was just like, wow, that that's a big miss. Um, I'm a little concerned about the back injury because his game is so physical. Extreme physicality to his game that I, what I'm worried about is he has that and then I didn't read it. I don't know a ton about his medical condition, but it sounded like he had some significant swelling and he had to have something drained and whatnot. And I'm a little worried long-term that some NFL team is going to be like, huh, let's see here. Your game is to be an absolute battering ram and your back was giving out. Like that is not a good recipe. Mm -hmm. So I could see him getting very low draft capital, even though, if his film had stopped at 2020, he would be probably my third running back on my list. It was that good. Yeah. It was really good. All right. Oh, so and then I said, so my conclusion was 2021 versus 2020. Uh, it was like watching Frank Gore in 2010 versus watching Frank Gore in 2020. So. Just like you watch Frank Gore and he just is like, everything is like, yeah, he's, he's 36 years old and yeah. he's not. He's running kind of not as athletically. So you you said, though, he came on at the end of the season and had a really good finale. Are you comfortable with him? I would un- say... Comfortable enough to draft him? Unless he gets some... I don't... He's going to be like a late-round guy, I think, because I think... I think late-round NFL? Both. Okay. Because I think the NFL is likely to discount his other other what they would where what they would other, otherwise have done with him because I don't I do think he didn't look as good in 2021 and and so he's likely to get less draft capital so if comparing him among other similar players would I rather take him than a guy that I just think is pretty mediocre I'd rather take him because some upside yeah I like the upside I like the upside like there's a chance that he's going to get a, a, a medical, you know, release at some, and he'll be done with football. I don't mm. know. Yeah. I, I, I'm not trying, I can't predict that because I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I can't, yeah. all I'm saying is that I saw a big difference between the 2020 film and the 2021 film. Well, and the production is totally different as well. 
Right. Like Zaquandre, that's a tough name Zaquandre, for me. Zaquandre I I White, I think, is how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. But he was the way more effective back in 2021. He like, was until the second half of the year. So, yeah, these are end of season statistics. Yeah. He was three yards per touch better. Yeah, it's down the stretch. Uh, they were using more average. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Down the stretch, they they were using Harris more again. They were returning to that. I think they were trying to. Have him take it easy in the beginning, but um, you know, I, you know, White's also on our list. You know, I, I didn't find anything special about him either, but um, but I at least feel like the ceiling for for what Harris did is good enough that I I I would I would roll my dice there than than I would with with any of these other guys. I think you're probably going to be able to get in the third round. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good. Good approach. And just bank on the fact that he his back won't give out, and he'll learn how to do a better stiff arm. Yeah, there's there's a there's a few uh, conditions there that happen. And to you thought his you thought his pass catching was good. I I, that, I I that was a negative for me. This is I where I do think it would be fun to actually watch the game a couple games together because I um you want a date? Yeah. Oh okay. I mean, I think it I think it'd be fun because I'd be like see. Like that, look at that catch. That was a really nice catch. No, I mean, and you, and the, then you can. That's what you really want. You're sick of dealing with my ego here <laughs> on this podcast, and you just want to be like, "See, McGuire, I'm, you can say I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy, right?" Well, or you know, maybe you can point out the four drops he had, and yeah, and I'll just... I, I didn't actually think he was like a, a like a disastrous pass catcher. Sure. I just thought that that wasn't a, a part of his game that was going to be a major feature in the future. Sure. All right, we just have a couple of guys left. Uh, these were late additions to the dock. And Sorry. It's okay, Sean. <laughs> it's just life has happened to me this week. And yes. so I'll last, take control of these guys. The last two guys I didn't watch. You're just not allowed on, to disagree so. with me. Okay. Well, let me set up Ty Chandler for you. He's okay. uh, he'll be 24 in the mm, NFL yep. uh, to start his career. Played for University of North Carolina. Five, last year, before that, he played, played like four years for Tennessee, graduated from Tennessee, and then. Then went to North Carolina to play with Sam Howell. Okay, anyway. five foot, another five foot eleven, two hundred four pound uh, running they back. They keep on getting skinnier. Yeah, a little bit. So yeah, uh, tell tell us about Ty Chandler, Sean. Okay, so uh, he made the list because of running a four three eight forty um, and playing for a major program. So what what I'll say is I watched a lot of him because I was really trying to figure out what what I was seeing. So I, maybe we can circle back to him later on your side if you want. But basically he's got the speed, the straight line speed that he has is, is really obvious. I think he actually reads his blocks really well. Um, he sets them up. Uh, he has a uh, uh, good burst uh, through holes. He's regularly making the middle linebacker miss in the hole. So there's a lot of times when it's basically mano a mano and he, makes that guy miss like he doesn't make him miss like he's falling down you know but he he's the guy's not able to get a, a, a solid hit on him and then he can do a lot of damage he doesn't have a ton of power he runs a bit upright uh his bmi is low he doesn't have crazy lateral moves he's not a great blocker uh so he switched to number 19 when he went to uh, North Carolina, and I was trying to figure out why, and I, could, I couldn't read anything. It was, there was no major discussion about that 
point of it, but I strongly suspect that he feels like he's got a little Debo Samuel to him. Mm. And I think he is a guy, because he's tall and he's thin, and he reminds me a little bit of Elijah Mitchell or Debo Samuel. So I do feel like those are, oh, hey, right? I like those names, right? right. Um, so I, I feel like he would do well in an outside zone system, similar, uh, it, just because I don't, I his game isn't going to be juking a bunch of people out. I don't think he's necessarily going to do great, um, you know, uh, um, through a lot of man plays. But I, I do think he he sets up, he sets up where he's going to go well, meaning, you know, with his zone running, like you can kind of pick your hole where you're going to go through, and he he definitely conveys that he's going one place and then he doesn't always go to that place and and therefore kind of gets free a lot so i like his vision um and and i really think that that the combination of having good vision with with really excellent speed i think he is a guy that that could be successful again it's going to be um system dependent well, yeah what... he's got to get drafted in the right place okay but um, but I, I I liked him a lot and he's a guy that I actually put up pretty high on my list um, right now so he's he's um, I, you know I got a lot of guys that I like but he's at least in a, in a spot where I think he can do um, he can be useful to a fantasy football team okay see like a, a tier three is I don't know how many yeah. tiers you have uh, like tier three if the tier one is just those two guys mm-hmm. he's then it'd be tier three okay but um, but I liked him quite a bit more than the next guy, which is Devontae Price. Yep. Um, twenty will be twenty three next season. Yep. A, a, about six foot two, maybe. He's Big, six foot one and a half, and skinny, two ten, two ten. It, it ran a four three eight forty, and basically, oh, here's the deal. He's really fast. You can see it. He's too long. He runs upright. Like, could he end up being a Debo? Or a Cordell Patterson type player, like maybe, but it's a long term project. Like he's not a salary cap guy that you want because basically someone's going to have to teach him how to play running back. And um, you know, I don't know if that it, there's a, it, there's not a lot of tape on him, so I, I could be wrong. Florida International is not it's not <laughs> it's not easy to find games, right. and I don't watch highlight films because I don't feel like that's yeah, I think that's it's super not a good way to scout. not a good way to scout, right? So I'd rather I'd rather watch just one game, watch every single play in that game, than watch a highlight film from ten games that is just telling you the best parts of this game. So, so for I, but I, what I saw, I didn't, I just he doesn't look ready for prime time. So, and but, he made the list for you largely because of the forty time. Yeah, yeah it was this, it was it was the for, the forty time. I thought, okay, as we know, as we learned. That is something that cor- uh, correlates. When we started when we did the podcast a couple weeks ago, we were looking at what correlates and what doesn't correlate. What are the things you can that 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 you can maybe look at a little more closely? Speed is one of them. Speed is one of them. And yep. and so if a guy runs a four three eight, I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to want to see does he have other aspects to his game? And a lot of these small school guys, whether it's Pierre Strong or uh, Devontae Price, were just no, there's there's a, there are big holes in their games that 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 would be exposed or will be exposed in the NFL, and they might have to take a couple of years on a practice squad to to sort that stuff out. Doesn't mean they can't do it. It just means they're not ready for prime time. Right. 
All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, if there are running backs selected highly in the NFL draft, yeah. you, we we'll, plan so on we'll circle back. coming back to those guys. You but can tell me what you think about Ty Chandler then. Okay. Yeah, you don't so. have to worry about Devontae Price. If he gets selected high, then you, we'll you, can, you can eat a frog. Okay. We're going to move on to wide receivers uh, next week. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to doing that. And until then, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.